Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we have a special guest joining us, a return guest. So, Cody Keplinger, welcome back to the show. Yay! Oh, it has been literally ages. Literally years. We discussed earlier that it was at least two apartments ago for me. So, it's been a while. <laughs> it's It's probably been since about when this episode actually aired. Probably like 2017. Yeah. Or yeah. Which is crazy. Maybe 2018. Yeah. We we might have done a Skype only app after that too. You know what? We did. We did. We did. I don't remember what episode it was, but we definitely did a Skype only episode. Yeah. So maybe it was only one apartment away for me. (laughs) Um. But regardless. We are so happy to have you back on the show to discuss season four, episode five, hashtag preach. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Google summary? Yes. Saad is torn between his own beliefs and the students' collective show of solidarity for Brussels. Frankie wonders if hanging with Esme and Zig is really good for her. And we are missing the, I almost said Fiona storyline. I think it's because Cody's <laughs> here. We are missing the entire Rasha and uh, Zoe storyline. But So glad. I'm so glad you associate me with the Fiona storyline. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I know. We had to have you back on like a pretty queer episode. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I was so delighted. I didn't even, that wasn't even on purpose. And I was so happy. I know. As soon as like that storyline started, I was like, "Oh, Cody's gonna love this." <laughs> I'm so glad Cody's gonna be here for this. I did. I I've seen this already. I watched this when the season first came out a few years okay. ago, and I I love Zoe and Rasha. Love. Yay. Yes, us too. So do I? Yeah, I know. They're the best um, couple we've had in a while. I agree. Totally. So cute. totally. Yeah. Um, and the episode is called Hashtag Preach. Um, I guess it technically works because there's a lot of preaching about the MSA and Saad gives a speech at the end. It technically works. I guess it technically works. Sure. Better than... They've done worse. They've done better. Yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, we'll just jump on in the episode starts with Saad and his sister like walking to school he's memorizing his presentation he has to give in a little bit and his sister is kind of ragging on him and is like you need to make like real friends here you just keep talking to people back home Um, but Saad has had some issues making friends lately and now he is also on high alert because of the brussels attacks and then the subsequent hate crimes that have been occurring in the area he knows someone else who got their bike stolen and he wants his sister to eat lunch with him because he's just worried about everything happening like he's already very distrustful of this community and like he, he he I mean I feel like he went into Degrassi 
under the assumption that there was going to be Islamophobia. And he was not wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I kind of, I don't blame him. Like, he is, it's not his first language, first of all. So that's, like, hard on its own in, like, ways that I can't even begin to understand. He has been through several serious traumas. And I think he's just kind of an awkward dude to begin with. Like, making friends was not going to be an easy road for Saad. Yeah. And, like, his first experience with a friend was, like, Maya in her lowest point. So, not a great introduction. It, It was both of them jointly, not necessarily in a healthy way, coping with with traumas mm-hmm. um, which can bring two people together but in this case I don't think it has helpful to either of them nope Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. but Sada is also dealing with something that I think is worth mentioning which is that he on top of it not being his first language and him already sometimes struggling to communicate what he's trying to say people are also very very willing to misinterpret what he is trying to say because yeah. of racism and Islamophobia Totally. They're they're making it a point to try to do that. Also, I'd really like us to kind of examine Baz's role in this because I feel like he's a huge instigator and he is Muslim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and then also like Goldie's approach to this is also seems to be very shaped by her assault, which is fair. And that brings in just kind of her prioritizing safety um above all else where Saad... yeah, I feel like yeah I feel like you're right she is she's prioritizing safety I feel like Baz is prioritizing like assimilation mm-hmm. yeah you know this, where I thought yeah this sorry is a really nuanced topic and I actually was kind of surprised at how Degrassi handled it um not in a bad way I yeah. I was like but the topic of how do we how do we show um, solidarity with communities that have been affected by terrorism when we are very culpable in the fact that we don't show solidarity with a ton of other communities affected by violence? Yeah. Like that's actually a really complicated topic. And I was like, yeah, this is this is a valid thing to discuss, and I'm surprised that this show is doing it. Yeah, and I mean. It, it is. It's it's complicated. It's, you know, because the thing is, like, yes, you want to care about every single injustice in the world, but also it's impossible to be involved in every single injustice in the world. But when, I mean, I think the thing that really drives this home is, like, when there's such a huge disparity in who is getting resources and assistance and who is not, you know, it's kind of like when Notre Dame, like, burned down and they made, like, all of the money to repair it in, like, four minutes. But meanwhile, there were, like, national disasters happening in, like, poorer areas and not, like, a fucking, like, church in France, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a whole, there was a big uproar about how, like, celebrities all, like, threw in, like, millions of dollars to repair Notre Dame when, like, there was, like, I don't remember what was happening at the time. Like, name literally anything, and I'm sure it was happening at the time because it's been a crazy fucking decade. Um, <laughs> well, like, that was, like, a huge criticism. It's like you you raised, like, millions of dollars to repair, yes, like, a, a landmark and a piece of history, but a church that's been destroyed a couple of times already. 
you know? Yeah. Though I guess we are maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves because I don't even know if we got <laughs> to the t-shirt part yet, which is where this all really jumps yeah. off from. Right. So as Saad is arriving to school, Goldie is holding out or handing out like the t-shirts that are made by the Muslim Student Association that are directly in support of the Belgium victims. Like it has the Belgian flag in a heart that this is their like first um, cause, I guess. This is the thing that has created this club association, whatever the A stands for. <laughs> and um, Saad is immediately conflicted about the shirts. So we, this is where this begins. Um, but then <laughs> we're hopping to a much lighter storyline with Frankie. We're with Frankie, Shay, and Lola in some kind of sports environment practice. And Frankie is showing off her and Esme's like social media presence. And I think that annoying social media rich girl is a very natural progression for Frankie. <laughs> it's yeah. where she will end up in life. She is yeah. going to be like a bottom tier influencer. Totally. And, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, as Lola points out, hashtag rich, ki- rich kids and FYI, not a compliment. <laughs> and, Never a compliment. Never and a compliment. also, love Lola, as always, love Lola. Yes, she's one of the best characters on the show. I stand by my opinion that, like, Lola and Yale are the only good characters in this grade. I love yes. the friends that Lola and Yell develop. Yeah, like, yes. It's so unexpected and yet makes perfect sense in its own weird way. And I, mm-hmm. I love it. Me too. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I, I think every episode I talk about how the Frankie, Lola, Shay friendship trio is like the most toxic thing. Like <laughs> yeah. it's like so classically toxic high school friendship and it's like where everyone kind of hates each other (laughs) mm -hmm. and I'm like they are drifting and finding their people and I am glad to see it and it does make sense for Frankie that those people are Esme and Zig like to the point where I'm like just let her have her weird friends just like if she she wants to link up with Esme and honestly I don't hate the Esme Frankie friendship I don't like them either yeah yeah I don't think that they're like they're neither of them are great, but I don't think they make each other worse. Well, I don't know that they is, make each other better, but I don't think they make each other worse. There is one scene I will say where I was like, okay, no, thanks for this reminder that Esme is in fact toxic. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, we'll get to <laughs> yeah. that later. <laughs> but yeah, but prior to that moment, I was like, they're fine. Like. I get the issue is that I Lola says something I think that makes a lot of sense where she's like you just don't take anything seriously Frankie like the world is you know dealing with a terrorist attack and you're posting pictures on your yacht <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um so I, in response I don't think she ever will though yeah she's just so I mean privilege and frankly Frankie has been such a common thread and I'm really not sure how much she has learned (laughs) 
throughout the entire next class. Well, she um, has And she's also, like, she's never experienced a hardship short of, like, an uncomfortable breakup a couple times. And, like, a toxic dad. But yeah, but he was, but like he, she also didn't experience really any of the toxic dad stuff. She did a little bit. Remember, he wanted her to take the fall for the oomph chat thing because he was like running for mayor. Yeah, that was it. That was that was the whole. (laughs) I mean, let's compare her situation to Miles' situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's like she's getting off pretty light on the Mr. Hollingsworth front. It's not nothing, though. But, like, yes. Like, for the most part, out of, I guess, all the Hollingsworth siblings, she is maybe the least traumatized, even though they all have their issues. Um, But, anyway, then, so in response to the, oh, you don't take anything seriously, Frankie, then she jumps on the, okay, well, then I'll help you with this bake sale fundraising thing for Belgium. But she has to, like, say it in the most kind of offensive Frankie way, where she says, count me in for some terrorist cupcakes, which oh. is just a yikes. <laughs> she's, you know, as as is her way, she is doing things. She's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons in a way that is completely tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we are... At the first MSA meeting, Saad walks in. He's a little apprehensive, but then he walks up to Hunter and VJ and is like, hey, can I sit with you? Um, As they're, like, debating who the best Joker was. And VJ thinks it's Heath Ledger. And Hunter thinks it's, quote unquote, the old one. <laughs> Which is it's who's the old one? Is it Jack Nicholson? I think we're talking about Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There have um, been so many. It could be so many. And also, yeah. they're both wrong. The answer is Mark Hamill. <laughs> Good call. Good call. I have uh, I have no opinion on this because I don't know that I'm the only one that I've seen is Heath Ledger. <laughs> uh, well, Mark Hamill is the animated Joker. animated voice of yeah. the Joker. That's fun. But then they're like, oh, you're not wearing the Belgium shirt. Um, But don't worry. I have an extra. You can wear it. And Saad just really doesn't want to wear the shirt. And he's like, "Uh, I don't don't really feel like wearing it. And then they're like, oh, what are you, pro-terrorist or something? Which I'm like, that's a leap. (laughs) But And it's such a... It, it's such a painful scene because at first you can tell he's nervous to even come ask if he can sit with them. And at first it seems like, oh, this might go well. Cause they're like, sure, just break this tie. Like who's the better joker. And they're like, yeah, you know, like joking around sod comments on BJ's hat, you know? And it's, at first it seems like, okay, this might go well until it quickly doesn't. And I was like, Oh yeah. no, I had a hope for like two seconds. I know it's a real bummer. And, then it yeah things escalate Saad storms out yelling in Arabic I believe yes and um it's yeah it's sad that it's like oh he was almost maybe gonna be making friends and doing a thing and then things got uncomfortable um but then we are with Zoe and Rasha and Rasha is like distracted and very tired. And we learn that 
she had stayed up all night the night before talking to her ex-girlfriend because she's in Belgium and she was like checking on her and wanted to like make sure she was okay and she wants to keep talking to her um and Zoe is feeling weird about it but also doesn't want to tell her to not talk to her ex-girlfriend who was who's in Belgium where this terrorist attack happened (laughs) Zoe is in such a state of like panic and I feel for her in this moment actually because I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm like, girl, you're overreacting. It's going to be fine. But also, I get it. I think something, she might say this later, but I think something she says at some point is like, she has, this is the first girl who's ever liked her back. And she feels like she's given up so much and she's so afraid to lose her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just I just want to give Zoe a hug. I never would have thought I'd grow to love Zoe as much as I did, considering right? how she was first introduced. But I adore her. Yeah. Me too. I just yeah. want good things for Zoe. I know. <sighs> but I mean, uh, yeah. I, mean I, I commend her for her, her efforts. You know, yes. she's trying to be cool. I get she it. recognizes that this is making her insecure. It, like she, I, I think on some levels she knows she's being a little paranoid. Yeah. Um, but then she just kind of like feeds into it a little bit later, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is relatable hashtag relatable and understandable um but then we are in science class sod sits down next to lola because it's the only open seat and he's like sorry i have to sit here and lola forgot her science presentation and sod like the nicest person in the world gives her his note cards it essentially gives her his presentation because he's the sweetest. The one that he's been practicing for all morning. He's a very nice person. Yeah. Yeah. Especially considering like the recent events with him and Lola, like. Yeah. That she fired him. Yeah. Under false pretenses. Yes. Um, Yeah. But then we were with ba- uh, with Frankie, who's baking, and I'm not surprised in the least that she sucks at baking. And I think, like, does Hunter come by and is like, what is going on? And yes. she's like, I need to have a thing, and it can't be spending money. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you just buy the cupcakes at the store like Mom used to do? Which is... I mean, I guess, like, sure, solid advice. <laughs> yeah, surprising to no one. No, surprising to no one except to Frankie, who's like, wait, wait mom bought those? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Esme and Zig, like, show up uninvited, and they're like, oh, you actually meant you were baking. Okay, well, let's help you, because you're clearly, you clearly don't know what you're doing. And they're, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. They're going to help her bake cupcakes. Fine, sure. Things are fine. <laughs> Remember how Zig cooks? And we just, oh, like, right. left that out for a really long time. <laughs> yep. <Right. laughs> His, like, chef dreams from mm-hmm. a couple seasons ago. Um, he doesn't still work at that restaurant, does he? I have truly no idea. No idea. Um, I can't even remember if that was a next class development or if it was pre-next class. When did the gang ghoster happen? That was pre-next class, right? It was around those years. It was when he was living with Maya, right? Yeah. Oh, God. This show, the timeline always confuses me. 
Um, but then we're at Lola, or Lola is at Saad's apartment. She shows up to thank him and says, like, not everyone gives away A-plus work. I wouldn't. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she also apologizes. She says, I know you didn't steal from me. I just didn't know how to say sorry. Um, but she offers the job back to him at the restaurant and... It seems like they're going to be friends again, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I like I like this friendship a lot. Like, Me too. I just, I think Lola has grown so much over the course of the seasons where we've known her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still very Lola. <laughs> but she's grown to be one of the more empathetic characters. Uh, like... One of the characters who's most willing to actually hear other people out and, you know, look at things from both sides, which is not the development I expected from her. Totally. Yeah, she's, like, one of the best friends on this show, whether the people she is friends with deserve it or not, <laughs> I think has been kind of a common thread that we've talked I mean, about for Lola she used before. to not be. She used yeah. to be. But she is, yeah, she has grown a lot and I, I love Lola so much mm-hmm. Me too. Um, but after she leaves then uh, I can't re- I can never remember what Saad's sister's name is but she shows him a video that someone apparently took of him like storming out of the MSA meeting and I'm like who was recording this and why like why were you just recording randomly I was confused by that and it's I don't know, now this, like, video of him, like, being, like, throwing away the shirt in the garbage and storming out is, like, circulating. Which is, like, which is just, like, ugh, Saad doesn't need this. Definitely not. It's, uh Especially as there's, like, no subtitles, so nobody really, like, unless, like, you speak the language or we'll get to it. But Lola is, like, I used Google Translate, which I think was very nice of her to be, like, I want to know what he's saying. And I think yeah. a lot of people, especially with videos on the internet, just immediately jump to whatever conclusion that they have. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sounds angry. Must be a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But then we're back with the cupcake gang and they're like having a cupcake frosting fight and they like all pile onto the floor. And it's like, I like before like the rumor thing started, I was like, why am I getting weird? Like threesome vibes. Like this is like, this is weirding me out. (laughs) And then Hunter and Baz walk in and they're like, and I think Baz says, oh my God, is this an orgy? And Esme is like, yeah, you want to join? Ha ha. Like, jokes, jokes, jokes. This is weird and uncomfortable. Okay, I I have a a theory that I'm about to propose. Do you think this is going to end up like a Hilary Duff uh, and Dan and Vanessa on Gossip Girl situation? (laughs) I appreciate that reference so much. Thank you for understanding my reference. (laughs) But I instead, like how immediately got it. I knew my audience. <laughs> but is it instead of the guy, instead of it, because in that situation, like that was, Dan was dating Hillary Duff, but then realized he was in love with Vanessa. Are we going to have a, is it, is it going to be Esme is dating Zig, but then realize she's, she's in love with Frankie or like, what is the, I is it playing be. out the same way? I think it's <laughs> okay. just, I'm just, 
I, I don't know that anyone is in love with anyone. I'm I'm more positing that it's going to turn into an awkward threesome and no yeah. one's going to be happy about it, including the audience. That seems more likely, but I hope that doesn't happen. But at the same yeah. time, I also and, uh, happen, but I also cannot deny that like Esme and Frankie, as toxic as they can both be, do have chemistry. I would argue they have yeah. more chemistry than either of them have with Zig. I agree. Zig <laughs> just seems to be like the chauffeur. He yeah. says like three words in this entire episode. Uh, candy. Yeah. He says literally like three words in the entire episode. The rest of the time it's all Esme talking to Frankie. Totally. Totally. Um but then we are with Zoe. We're at school. She's social media stalking Rush's ex and Grace and Jonah like catch her doing it. And Grace is like, okay, what's going on? What's wrong? And Zoe's venting to her and Jonah keeps like chiming in with his opinions. And Zoe's like, okay, just because you and Grace are dating now doesn't mean you can just join in here. And I was like, yeah, butt out Jonah. <laughs> I love this moment because as much as I have grown to like be okay with Jonah I like Jonah and Grace I think they're pretty cute but like I love Zoe just being like no no you're not you're not in this friendship group right yet. you didn't just yet yeah <laughs> I, I like it my, I respect it I'm here to talk to my girl like my girl best friend you don't get to chime in <laughs> like, totally I mean mood you have uh, not earned those privileges yet back <laughs> off but then she kind of gets to the heart of like I'm afraid of losing Rasha and then Jonah's the one who actually has like good advice and is like just talk to her I think you should just talk to her about how you're feeling and Grace is like or you can just distract her with smooches and I'm like okay band-aid on a bullet wound but okay Grace totally (laughs) I I love that this is where Grace's mind went because it's so not expected out of Grace. <laughs> it made me laugh. Even Zoe is like, wow, fishing really did a number on you, huh? Totally. <laughs> um, but then we are back with Saad. He is talking to Goldie post like this video circulating and She's like, okay, well, the MSA thinks that you should apologize. And I just want to be pragmatic about this. I want to choose my battles. But he is like, I feel like my voice needs to be heard. And Saad cares more about justice in this situation. And Goldie cares more about safety. And she's saying, she said, your actions put us, put all us Muslims in jeopardy. Don't you see that? Which I'm like, I feel like that's a little unfair, but so it's like, this is where we're kind of seeing the priorities of Goldie and Saad. Like Saad feels misunderstood and wants to clear his name. He wants to like, just be, have the opportunity to explain himself. Whereas Goldie is like, like choose your battles. Let's like smooth things over. I don't want to cause any more conflict than there already is for the sake of safety. Yeah, I guess. And Goldie, what Goldie said is unfair, but I also completely understand why she's saying it because unfortunately, mm-hmm. they do live in a very Islamophobic society that is prone to because our, our world is like this. Say, well, if one person behaves this way, all the other people from that community must be the same way. Yeah, and so I, I get, I get yeah. where she's coming from of being like. You put all the rest of us, rest of us at risk. That's not fair. That's not something you should be putting on him at all. 
But I also can understand, especially considering what happened to her recently, why that is a concern for her. Yeah, and it's not fair, but it, it also doesn't mean that it's not true and on some level, which sucks. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I, this is why this episode I thought was so nuanced, because I'm like, man, both of them have points. Saad, I think, ultimately is the correct one in being like, we need to acknowledge the pain of everyone and not just of one community. But... Goldie is also very aware, having grown up, living in 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 Canada, living in this society, that, like, yeah, sure, in theory, that's great. But in practice, we also have to keep ourselves safe. And I'm like, God, mm-hmm. this is such a complicated topic. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's a hard thing for a show like Degrassi to tackle. And I don't think there is a right or a wrong answer here. Yeah. Um... <laughs> but swing into a whole, totally different vibe. Apparently, there are now actual threesome rumors circulating around the school about Frankie, Esme, and Zig. So and, I wonder who's responsible for that. As I say, who do we think started that one? Her brother or Baz? Mm-hmm. Hmm, it's a it's a real stumper. <laughs> um, and I can't remember if it was Frankie or if it was Lola or Shay who says this, but. Someone says, we warned you, Esme's bad news. It was and... Shay, and it bothered the shit out of me. And you know why? Because even though Esme is kind of bad news, it just goes back to when she was, like, super slut-shamey with her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I thought when I saw her when she said that. Was, like, back to, like, those weird, gross text messages that she was sending to Zig. Like, yeah. remember that, like, the group chat yeah, the thing? the group chat thing. I yeah, feel not... like, like, I like Shay, but I think that she is really, really judgy. Totally. Totally. And I don't think it's, like, this is not directly Esme. It's not Esme's fault that this weird rumor got started. This no. is Baz's fault. Um, But they throw away her, quote-unquote, orgy cakes because is, they're now food. I know it's stupid um, and it was Frankie's decision to throw them away Shay's like I'm just gonna move these and Frankie's like move them to the garbage and I'm like why you know that they weren't like made during an orgy like just yeah <laughs> stupid <laughs> also if you, if you don't tell anyone who comes up to the table who made them then no one's ever gonna know even if they were made pre or post orgy like whatever it's, whatever um, but then where was Zoe, who is executing her smooch approach? <laughs> Maybe, kind of. Oof, she's it's like terrible. It's giving awkward. Rasha a weird neck massage. She's like falling all over this like beanbag chair that they're sitting on. It's super weird. And oh, she like hits it, Rasha in the face and then she starts bleeding and it's, yeah. <laughs> it starts off cute when she, when Rasha's like, hey, you know what we should do for the meeting? And Zoe's like, I have an idea. And then kisses her. I'm like, oh, okay. That's cute. Cute move. And then Rush is like, no, it's fish taco day in the cafeteria. <laughs> I, I like, mean, I'm not mad about a fish taco. Yeah. I, I was like, I mean, fair enough. I just thought, I was like, Zoe, Zoe tried to be smooth. And then it just progressively got yeah. worse. Yeah. So who taught that girl how to give a neck rub? Oh, she's doing like that, like choppy thing that you see in movies that no one really does at a real yeah. massage. <laughs> it yeah, it was just awkward. Um, 
But then we are with Lola and Saad. Lola seeks out Saad and brings him a giant bag of jelly beans and her support. Because she's like, hey, I saw the video. Um, I just wanted to check on you. And I Google translated it. And I think you have some good points. Like, how are you doing? I'm like, I love Lola. She's the best. I love her so much. She's amazing. I just, you know, she's, I feel like, you know, she was a little bit like, quicker to judge in earlier seasons but I'm actually not that surprised by like what like an empathetic route she took because she always did have like a big heart you know that was always a part of her thing she was always very like accepting of people she was never she never like like I feel like Frankie and Shay were always a lot more judgmental than she was and like any of her stuff tended to I mean tweet at me I could be misremembering all sorts of shit I still don't remember what episode we recorded on Skype with Cody but <laughs> I, I I feel like she was always like anytime she said something like not great it was coming from a place of ignorance. Yeah, I feel like for the most part she's always generally seen the best in people until proven otherwise. Whether like the proof was like a weird snap judgment or not. But yeah, I mean I could be there. I'm sure there are exceptions to that, but for the most part she's been a pretty. She is it what well, hasn't been the quickest to judge, I guess. Um, Not to say that we should let her forget that she thought that Saad stole the tip money, but yeah, <laughs> true. Um, but uh, then Saad um, starts talking about he starts like verbalizing what his stance is. He says a lot of people are are dying in the world. It feels wrong to pick and choose who gets help. My village was bombed too. Our house, my farm, my school, gone. My friends, gone. I can't wear one shirt and not the other. And he also talks about, like, because these things happened in Syria, not in Paris, not in Belgium, not in America, they're, like, seen differently, and it just seems unfair. Or people just don't pay attention. Yeah. People just don't don't even talk about it. It doesn't make the news. And yeah. And uh, Lola, we get a little bit of insight into Lola that I thought was a really nice little touch here where she's like, my father left Argentina during the civil war and he still won't talk about it. I kind of understand why now. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that Saad should tell this side of his story. She thinks you should say all of those things you just said to me, to everyone else. Um, I think that if you, I think you should speak your truth, basically, like tell your story, um, which as we, we learn later, it was easier said than done. <laughs> but yeah. then we are with Esme and she wants to ditch the rally that is happening later for Belgium for burgers and Frankie is like, um, I don't think we should hang out anymore because of these orgy rumors. And then Esme is like. Um, oh, yeah, okay, just go back to your friends who don't support you and judge you all the time. It's like she's being really manipulative, but she's also not wrong. <laughs> this Heart is my thing it. with Esme all the time. It's like, your yeah. words are making me feel upset, but also you're not wrong. Your just execution sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also just the way, like, it was 
so manipulative in yeah. how she yes. approached it. And like being like your friends who want to do want to be do-gooders for the rest of the world, but not for you. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like Frankie does have a bad relationship with her friends, but then framing that in the way of being like them trying to do good for other people. That's yeah. shitty. And I'm like, Esme, I want to like you so <laughs> much. I want to. I really want to. I try so hard. Why do you keep doing this? Yeah. Yeah. The execution yeah, she just was will not let us like her. Shady, shady, shady. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's classic her though. Like saying the correct thing with the wrong tone and the wrong uh, yeah. reasoning the behind wrong way. it. Yeah. It's, it's Anna, bad intentions. It's, you know, it's, mm, yeah. And it's why her and Frankie are so good together. They both yeah. have bad intentions. And it works. <laughs> as it usually does, unfortunately. Yeah. But well, especially Frankie, as it works on Frankie. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm also going to say, like, this, this, while I think this relationship works better than Frankie's other friendship. It, it, you know, it, it's also like, man, it's so easy for Esme to be in control of this entire friendship because Frankie has always been so easy to manipulate. Yeah. That it, it's right now, it seems that Esme is just happy to be friends with someone that she enjoys in a way that isn't malicious, but it is a little bit like danger zone for Frankie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Frankie goes off with them. I but I do think like that this kind of being pulled between two different friend groups is such a realistic and relatable thing that totally happens in high school. Like th- this type of toxic friendship hopping is like classic classic high school dynamics. <laughs> so Oh yeah. Oh for yeah. Sure. Um but then we are with, we're at the rally. We're with Lola and Saad. Lola's like, don't worry. You catch more bees with honey. And then Saad's like, you also get stung catching bees, though. <laughs> okay, unrelated story, actually. I was in the bathroom in my apartment. And then I was, and all of a sudden I hear this buzzing. Oh, my God. oh no. Oh, no. Yeah, this is earlier this afternoon. Mind you. The only window in there, I'm 95% sure, is closed because I can't open it. It's at the wrong angle. It's too high up. I can't lift it. And I don't think anyone else opened the window. But all of a sudden, I hear this buzzing. And I'm, like, about to leave the bathroom. And all of a sudden, there's a fucking bee. There's a huge bee ah! in, my bathroom, in my tiny apartment bathroom that has no open windows. I don't know how it got there. I That's closed so the weird. door and I left my apartment with my dog. <laughs> so it could still be in there. Oh, my God. I don't know. Have that's I? That's strange. That's really creepy. I uh, I am fucking terrified of bees and wasps and hornets. I think because I've never been stung before and multiple people in my family are allergic. Oh, mm. yeah. That's a good reason to be afraid. My mom's allergic. Yeah. My mom's allergic. My stepmom was like deathly allergic. Um, like, And I was just like. I just, I find it really freaky. I, everyone's like, it doesn't hurt that bad. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because if have... you're allergic, it doesn't matter. Would you ever, sorry, this is like so not podcast, the conversation, would you ever be able to get tested for the allergy? Like, I've, you know I've how you hoping... can do allergen testing for like 
dander and stuff? I'm sure you can. Yeah. I'm sure you can. I haven't bothered just because I've never been stung. And I now live in New York City where it's not like I encounter bees very often. Though your story <laughs> now is making me question everything. I mean, there was a surprise bee in my bathroom. I still don't know how it got there. I'm really confused. It's not well, like near other open windows. Like, you guys have both been in my apartment. You know where the bathroom is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's super weird. I also, speaking of bees, I also just learned, <laughs> embarrassingly, maybe so, from a romance novel series that I've been listening to, that also a bee sting allergy usually doesn't manifest until the second time you're stung, too, which is also okay. throws like another weird wrench into it. It's like, oh, I've been stung before, but it's like, but have you been stung more than once? Do you actually know if you're allergic? Because backstory, like somebody died from it, like a second bee sting in one of these books. Um, and it was like really sudden and tragic. But wait, yeah, are you saying that just <laughs> jogged my memory. I know why I'm so scared of bees. I know exactly why I'm so scared of bees. I feel like I'm going to know why. My Girl was my favorite movie. Yep, as a oh, yeah. There you go. Paul, that, right. that movie was traumatizing. Yeah. Thomas Gay. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, because of that movie. That has to be why bees freak me out on the level Probably. Probably. That was terrifying. Yeah. Anyway. I am very afraid of, like, developing allergies later in life, because I know that's a thing. Like, I became mm-hmm. lactose intolerant at, like, 24 at random. And yeah, I've been stung by so many bees in my youth. I was an outdoor kid, but I haven't been stung by a bee in a long time. So maybe now I'm allergic. Maybe I was right to flee from my bathroom in terror. <laughs> I've ah. only ever stepped on a bee one time. So I have no idea if I am allergic or not. That is how my stepmom found out she was allergic. She oh, was walking wow. barefoot somewhere and stepped on a bee and then her foot swelled up. And then she was Ooh. like, this is weird. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, Saad gets up to give his speech. Um, It starts off okay. He's like, political statements are complicated, and this shirt is a political statement. Or I guess at first he says, like, I think that this is a good cause. I think I am in support of supporting the victims of Belgium. Like, that is not, I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. But political statements are complicated, and the shirt is a political statement. Um, and then he kind of starts tripping over his words. And also the crowd keeps interrupting him. Which but keeps, keeps interrupting him. Yeah. yeah. And the crowd starts turning against him. Someone even, like, someone cut off his mic at the end of it. Uh, it's just, like, a mess. And I, it's, it's hard to watch because it's like, you know what he wants to say, but... He isn't able to get the words out the way that he was able to when he was talking with Lola, and which is not helped by the fact that he keeps getting interrupted and like questioned before he can even finish his sentences. And it's just hard to watch. He's very clearly not a comfortable public speaker. And like, you know, we kind of saw that at the beginning with him, like frantically practicing his like presentation yeah. in class. Which, I mean, most way, people I aren't. Hope, I hope that Lola gave him her presentation so that he wouldn't be empty-handed. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, we don't really revisit that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, isn't it like public speaking is like, like the number one, like, fear or something like that? Like, it's, it's high up there in, like, irrational fears or something? Yeah. I don't know. 
That sounds right. I'm not really sure. I know when I was a freshman in high school, I like used to shake when I had to give a presentation in front of the class. Like I was not comfortable with it. So the fact that they're like, you have to make a speech apologizing like 16 year old in front of the whole school. It's that's a lot of pressure. While they're mad at you and also the entire Muslim community of Degrassi like yeah, is dependent about... on you doing a good job. Oh yeah, that part. No pressure. I yeah. listen, I have no fear of public speaking. I was a I was a fucking theater kid, baby. <laughs> um and I still do public speaking fairly often now, but put me in that position, I would be fucking terrified yeah terrified because you already like i already have anxiety about people being mad at me and you know these people are already mad at you and are looking for a reason to misinterpret your words yep Mm. they're all up against you for the most part and he also has like members of his own community being like all of this pressure is on you and again like vaz is goldie's younger brother like and he is like his biggest critic it feels a little bit performative almost but I think he also just like lives to ruffle feathers that's like his his brand yeah yeah so he essentially gets like booed off the stage um but then we after this rally Zoe is with Rasha and she's like I give up. I'm going to let you be with Samira. And cause essentially cause she's like, I feel like I can't compete with your wonderful, beautiful, perfect ex-girlfriend. And Rasha is like, um, that'd be great. But her breath stinks and she's really stubborn and she doesn't say sorry. And like, keeps like listing all of the reasons why like they did not work out, like why they are exes. <laughs> And then at the end of it, she's like, I think I, and also like, I think I'm falling in love with you. And Zoe's like, I think I'm falling in love with you too. And it's such like a sweet, beautiful, it's like, moment. So cute. Well, cause like, Zoe, Rasha's like, what? When Zoe's like, I'll let you be with Samira. And she's like, you guys are like Romeo and Juliet torn apart <laughs> by war and conflict. And and Rasha goes, and bad breasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like she loves. She loved garlic and was not a very good kisser. It was a bad combination. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Rasha like I immediately eases her worries. Yeah. Rasha, listen, like an adult version of Rasha is my dream girl. I <laughs> love Rasha. She's got such a good sense of humor and is just so grounded and lovely. And I'm just like, this is exactly who Zoe needed to find. Zoe who is not grounded. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's just, they're just such a, like, a great compliment to each other. And it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, God, okay, you might have to help me. I don't totally remember how the episode ends, because my very last note is, ah, poor sad. Or poor sod. <laughs> oh, I think mm-hmm. he, he, like, messages his friend. He's like, you were right. I shouldn't have said anything. They don't understand me. And he's just crying. And I am so worried about it. I'm like, this is the second episode that has ended with Saad being, like, totally, like, downtrodden and really upset. And, like, ugh. Lola tried to catch up with him after the speech. um, Yeah. Because, obviously, she knew that that had gone badly and was upset. And he, you know, he was just like, you were wrong. 
you know, yeah. and yeah. I felt and I felt for him because, yeah, Lola had encouraged him to to speak his truth and to get up and do that um, because Lola, bless her heart, is an empathetic person and is someone who can see both sides. And Lola has a habit of assuming everyone is going to approach things the way she does. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse. And so she thought people would hear him out because she did. And it 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 just made me so sad. I know. I know. I yeah, I hope Lola can continue to be like a nice support system for him because he, at this point he just really needs a friend. And I think if he is open to it, Lola could be a really good friend to him. But I have no idea where this is going, and I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the end of the episode. So. Oh, we spirit- did not discuss fashion at all. Oh, we didn't. I didn't yep. take any notes. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Mine were all about hair. Lola's hair. Mwah! Chef's kiss. Beautiful Excellent. blue hair. Fantastic color on her. Um, pink was still my favorite, but this is really good. Um, Frankie's hair looks good too. Um, Frankie, I think, always looks pretty good, actually. I'm like, Frankie, for you being one of my least favorite characters, you were always one of the ones that I'm like, the hair, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, same with Esme, actually. Esme always looks great. Uh, and Rasha, I said Rasha had good hair. All my, all my yes. notes are about hair. Yeah. Yeah, it's so current now that it's like, that's kind of the main thing we can even really focus on anymore. Yeah. Um, there's not a All lot right. of excitement anymore. Spirit Squad Captain. I'm going to go Lola just for for being a gem. For being doing a good her friend. Doing yeah. her best. Yeah. I'm also going to go Rasha for delighting me. <laughs> yeah. The last scene with Rasha is just so good. Totally. And then ship of the episode is definitely Zoe and Rasha. I don't even think that's a debate. No, not at all. Perfect. It's not the weird threesome. Oh <laughs> um, all right. Um, do we do we want to do grapevine or do we want to just like skip over that for this week? I don't know what you want to do. Uh, there was one funny tweet that I wanted to read last week, so I just am going to read it now. It made me okay. laugh. Um, Martini mom at my name is Allison um, did a quote to eat to someone else and mentioned us. Um, the original tweet is from at Chrissy Clap um, says anyone who invalidates by people are ugly. I don't make the rules. And then Allison says this week's at Degrassi pod without context. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I needed to read that one for Cody and for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Um. All right, well, that is all the grapevine we're going to do today. So if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at KellerHighWater. Or you can follow me on Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. Or you can follow my dog at Boomy the Boxkey on Instagram. <laughs> he's adorable. Uh, he's so cute. Uh, <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Keplinger. That's Cody spelled with a K. Perfect. Highly recommend. Thank <laughs> and you. And Cody, do you have anything in the works that you want to promote for yourself? I, right 
do. Uh, my first graphic novel is coming oh, shit. Uh, next month. Oh it's my so God. exciting. I um, am thrilled to say I got to write uh, a Poison Ivy graphic novel. Holy shit. Um, so thrilled. The amazing Sarah Kippen did the art and it's stunning. It's like a sort of modern gothic uh, kind of horror romance thing going on. Very, very gay. Speaking of bi people, because Poison Ivy is bi. Um, and is in my in my uh, little little story as well. I am so excited. So oh excited for it to come out. That is very cool. You have to, is there like a pre-order link that you can send us that we can put in like the description of the episode? You can pre-order it pretty much anywhere. Uh, I would suggest pre-ordering it from your favorite indie bookstore if you can but obviously all the other places you know work as well uh wherever you get your ebooks i think yeah or ebooks or your local comic book store or barnes noble all of those work too yeah and i think you can go to indiebound.org to find your local indie bookstore that is near you so i like using that resource it's really easy yeah (laughs) it's out i think you I think June 1st. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure June 1st. I already have my copies of it and it looks so good. The art, I cannot, I cannot talk highly enough about Sarah Kippen's art in it. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's so, so good. That's so exciting. I can't wait to read it. (laughs) Um, all right, and if we, I don't know if we want to do recommendations for other things. I don't know if I've recommended this yet, but I have been rewatching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and it holds up and it's great. So that's what I recommend today. Delightful. Um, I have a new podcast that I'm obsessed with called Strange and Unusual. Um, the host is amazing. She's super funny, and it's like just all of these like weird mysteries. Some of them oh. are like supernatural and spooky and some of them are like urban legend and they're all just very fun is this um strange and unexplained with daisy egan yes so good so So good good. (laughs) um i also have a podcast to recommend um there is a podcast called the opportunist the first season is out and is completely out now so it's bingeable and um it's fucking wild it's about uh an online cult um, uh that is uh, starts out as like a christian fundamentalist cult but there's also like aliens and clones and reptilians and um a couple people end up dying horribly unfortunately and it's it's so wild i'd never heard of this situation before but it's I, I cannot recommend the podcast enough. It does a really good deep dive into this into this cult and of the modern age of how cults can work on the internet. And um, wow, I I have recommended it to so many people. I feel like like I've been you know passing out flyers for it. Oh my, like please listen <laughs> to this. And every single person that has listened has come back to me and been like, holy shit, I binged that in like a day. What the fuck? <laughs> wow, what's it called? The opportunist. The opportunist. It's very. Wow. I love a cult. Good to know. Good to know. I'm excited. The other day on TikTok, I learned that there was a whole, like, Snape cult that used to exist online. Like, between the release of the fifth and the seventh Harry Potter books, Uh they called themselves, like, the Snape Wives. Snape Wives. 
Mm -hmm. wild i had no idea that that was a thing look Mm -hmm. it up it's weird i don't like this i'm not excited about this you know what you know what i fully blame alan rickman's immense talent for making people (laughs) enjoy severus snape (laughs) who is a trash person yeah yeah (laughs) i think that's alan it's hard not to love alan rickman yeah like bad guy good guy you love alan rickman he is he was too great to not love like even as that shitty guy in love actually like you still kind of love alan rickman yeah he's still so charming yeah that you're like man alan rickman though love him (laughs) r.i.p um well on that (laughs) sad note that's all that we have for you guys today (laughs) thank you again so much cody for joining us (laughs) Thanks for having me. I've missed you all so much. We missed you. Um, and thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>